It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90NATION or visit windownation.com. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash therapy30. This is, is the Go Birds Podcast. Birds podcast presented by Parks, Casino, and Sportsbook. Elliot Shore, Parks, James Seltzer, coming your way. It it finally feels like we can uh, you know breathe a little bit. There's been so much going on with the Philadelphia Eagles, and we had the big press conference last week, and it's like, all right, time to breathe. Well, I like the energy you brought there because I feel like just from covering the team, following them, it's a very lull time right like there's not much going on the anthony harris signing i actually think like for their first signing i think is a pretty phenomenal one we get we can get into it but uh yeah very like relaxing time i can't remember many off seasons and granted the cap space plays a a huge part into this but they're not even really linked to people like they're not even like in on you know the juju smith schuster thing was kind of interesting but definitely for in most free agencies i feel like i spend so much time just staring at my screen, staring at my phone, like waiting for something to happen, waiting for a text. And then this time it's been very relaxing. So <laughs> I don't think the Eagles are always going to have this little cap space. I don't think we should get used to it, but it definitely 
feels very different than uh, than normal years. Oh my God, does it ever? And and your point, I mean, we've talked about this multiple times, but you're not even seeing the Eagles as the stalking horse anymore. Right. You know, it was like the Eagles are always in everything, and this time it's just nowhere. I mean, it's you struggle. Well, <laughs> like Eagles fans are connecting players to the team more than they're actually connected to the team. I think the Juju Smith Schuster thing, Schuster thing, is interesting because. The agent, basically, according to Schefter's reporting, just kind of called and was like, come on, I know you guys are normally down. Like, I know, I know you guys are normally down to do something crazy with money. And it <laughs> seems like the Eagles made an offer to some degree. But, but yeah, I think, I, you know, I wonder uh, just with Howie sitting this one out, the league just, it feels different, you know, without uh, without Howie out there trying to make things happen. Howie season, Elliot. What's yeah, up? I, I wasn't going to say up? it. I wasn't going to say it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that I'm was st- my I'm favorite thing saying. about the Anthony Harris signing is, and we'll get into it in a sec, but I tweeted out, you know, I really like this signing or whatever. And like six people in my mentions were like, how he sees in question mark. And I know they're yeah. joking. But I'm not is, there yet. No. There'll be a move one day he makes where it's apparent. It's but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there yet. No, no. It is officially still on my banned list for now. Without question. Yeah. Right. What, what is funny is, so one of my friends uh, covers the, the New York Giants, and obviously they've been extremely active signing, you know, Adoree Jackson, Kenny Galladay, all those people. And he wrote an article, and in it, it was basically saying, like, wow, look at this crazy, like, creative maneuvering that the Giants are doing to sign all these players. And it was basically what Howie's been doing for the last, like, five years. And it's just interesting to watch how it's being met by Giants fans versus how it's now being met by Eagles fans. Because fans and Giants fans in New York are like, wow, look, they're maneuvering the cap. They're signing all these guys and giving them low cap hits. Like, look at this, you know, look at Gettleman work, right? And when how <laughs> Gettleman season. It, yeah, but when Howie was doing it, when people liked Howie, it was, you know, wow, this guy's a cap wizard. He can always find cap space. And now it's look at how he kicking the can down the road. So it just shows how much the public perception of a GM matters when moves are being made. Like people are higher on Gettleman now because they're signing people. So everything he does, it seems to be met well. Whereas Howie, rightfully so, after the four and 11, you know, and one season last year, everything he does is met with negativity. Yeah, it's all about perception. It's all about perspective, right? I mean, yeah. that's just that's just perception is reality. Well, that's what we say here on the Go Birds pod. You're damn right. That's our go-to phrase. All right, well, let's get into the, the move that he did make because I think, you know, clearly I think you can tell from the way we've just talked about it a little bit that both of us are pretty psyched about the Anthony Harris signing for what it's worth. I mean, a slow, incredibly slow offseason for the Eagles. And look, it's going to ramp up. Like, the draft is a, a little over a month away. I mean, that's going to be – all in. They have the six freaking pick. We're going to get into some of that today. There are so many interesting scenarios for how they can play out. Like it's not going to be quiet forever, but it is. It is fascinating how quiet it has been. Uh, Anthony Harris. They do make a move and they get a, a good player, Elliot. Yeah, I can't believe they got him for this cheap. Um, one year, five million dollars is in, insanely low for a guy that now, granted, did not have a good twenty twenty. I mean, I didn't watch every single Vikings game, but what you read and what you you hear is he did not have a good twenty twenty. But he was still, you know, relatively solid. And for five million dollars, I think he's a you know, I think he's a pretty significant upgrade for them at safety. They they have almost no one at the roster on the roster right now, but I think he's better than Jalen Mills. I think he's better than a healthy Rodney McLeod. Their their games are somewhat different, but I think I think he's a guy that for a couple reasons makes makes a lot of sense. First, the the Jonathan Gannon connection. He can come in, he can he knows the defense, he knows what Gannon wants to run. So you get that level of it. Much like on Sierra on the Sirani side of the ball, 
you would like to see them bring in somebody that maybe has some level of connection with Sirianni just to help him in the locker room. So I think with Gannon and uh, and Harris, you get that, which is a bonus. But also, they can move Harris all around the field. I mean, after they signed him, I tweeted out that I thought they could use him like Malcolm Jenkins, and I got a lot of pushback on that. And I, I was probably wrong about that, but I think what I what I should have said more clear was he can move all around. I went and I looked at Pro Football uh, Focus to see where he was used, and last year he was either at the line of scrimmage or in man coverage on forty percent of his snaps. So he was in the box a lot. He was uh, he played deep safety quite a bit, and I think you'll see them do that. But each of the last two years, that's how he's been used. So he really has been moved around quite a bit. Again, not. As much as Malcolm, Malcolm was not at free safety over 50% of the snaps his last few years with the Eagles, or probably not any of his years, but definitely not the last few. So I don't think they'll move him around quite as much, but I, I definitely think he's the chess piece in the secondary now. He's the guy they'll move around and try to put in different positions. And I think having his history with Gannon only increases the chance of that happening. Yeah, I, I'm I'm with everything you said. I, I love the signing. Six interceptions two years ago, three interceptions the year before that. And I am Jeff definitely all in on, oh, but he had a bad 2020. Of all yes. the years yeah. ever, I am willing to excuse that more than any other year ever. I totally get it. when you And look, we, we've talked about a lot with a certain quarterback. Um, I but, was going to say, you might. You, are you using that well, same? Well, there's with, a difference between having a bad. Yeah, and I here's here's all I'll say. I have a. Let's, a, let's not get into the Carson. No, thing. I have a Carson thing at the end of the pod. I'm gonna add that my final thought will be a Carson Wentz thought. That's it. Otherwise, not talking Carson. But also the difference between Anthony Harris and Carson is Anthony Harris had a bad 2020. Carson Wentz was the worst quarterback in football in 2020. All right. Yes. Um, back to Anthony Harris. Uh, I right. I love the signing, man. Uh, you know, 29 years old, turns 30 this year, like a. a Fine age still. Um, I wanted younger guys for the most part, but look, they need a safety. They need someone to play, like you mentioned, with Jalen Mills gone, with Rodney McLeod hurt. I mean, Kavon Wallace is like your your safety. I mean, you don't have guys on right. the right. Andrew Adams, well, the guy they just signed, who's a, a special teamer. Like, they do not have guys on the roster, and this is someone who can come in and, and immediately make your defense better. So, again, I'm not, as you know, my my – Focus has not been, oh, make this team great for this year or anything. But for one year at this price, it's hard to not like this signing. Well, let me ask you about that because I do think the one argument against it is me and you are both kind of in the camp of tear it down, you know, see what you can do in 2020. And you're going to, I guess, going to want to somewhat compete because of Jalen Hurts and Nick Sirianni. And you want to make sure they don't completely sink. But at the same time, tear it down. This is a rebuild. We were both in that camp. I think on the surface, if you would have told me they signed a 29-year-old guy that uh, is you know, on a one-year deal, I don't know. I can see the counter-argument to that of just, let's just play Kevon Wallace and see how, how he plays, or you know, Graylin Arnold or one of those guys, maybe draft someone. So I like the signing. I like Anthony Harris a lot, but do you put any stock in that counter-argument of well, why are you rebuilding with a one-year guy that's 29 years yeah, old? Yeah, of course. Well, look, that was kind of my whole philosophy coming in when we talked about free agency preview and all that. I was like, you know, 27-year-old or younger, like that type of thing. So I do I do get that, but I also get that they have to fill out a roster and they have to have starting yeah. players. And look, if he were if he were supplanting a young player who I believed in, who I thought I had a really good chance to play in the NFL, then I would have a bigger problem with it. You know, then I would have a bigger issue, but... He's not supplanting anyone like that. So I, I I I don't have as big a problem with it. And again, look, to your point, like I, I think when we talk about 
tearing it down and rebuilding in the NFL, you can only go to a certain level. It's not like the NBA with the process and all that, where you could literally put five you know, losers out there and just go lose. Like, the NFL, like, it's really hard to do that. It's hard to just completely, completely give up your roster. You're going to put enough guys out there where you're going to win some games even by mistake. I w- You know, you, that's what always happens when these teams try to tank. Mm. So, uh, look, they needed a safety. He's a good player. And in terms of evaluating other guys, he's going to help with that. He's going to, like, make the defense at least, like, more NFL level than, than they would have been before. And ultimately, I don't think it's a big enough deal where it's going to win games for you. I don't think it changes the whole dynamic of the season. So uh, you're right. Philosophically, I didn't want them to really do much of anything. But in a vacuum, looking at this one move, like one million, one year, $5 million, you're not committing any long-term assets. And it's a guy who can step in and, and play for you right now. Like, I, I, I am torn on that. Like, my, I, I like the signing in and of itself, but I'm not like... Wow! Yay! We got Anthony Harris because he's going to help us well, win this year. I just—it's a fine sign. So the the counter I would make to the idea of you know don't sign older guys on one year deals is I don't think he qualifies quite in the role of like Vinnie Curry. Like when they brought back Vinnie Curry to take snaps from some of the younger defensive ends, that to me made no sense. Vinnie Curry was was older. I think he was thirty three ish, if not older than that. But he was certainly on the older side. And he was not somebody that you thought could be a contributing player for three plus years. Anthony Davis is on a one year deal, but if he Anthony plays Harris. well for the first what? You say Anthony, Anthony Davis. Sorry, Anthony Harris, yeah. <laughs> sorry, Anthony Davis I think might play tonight against the Pelicans. There so I'm that's where your I'm head's at. That. Yes. Yeah, I got a certain app out, you know, debating what You're I'm gonna damn do. Right, but um brother. But uh, no, Anthony Harris to me is someone that if he plays well the first seven or eight games of the season, you could see them potentially extend him, uh, you know, for two or three more years. I think he could be like a contributing, I don't want to say Pro Bowl type, but maybe not that far off. He could be like a a very, very good safety for them for another four years, like three, four years. So he's not super. So that's to me the difference is there, there is like, there is the potential of him being a part of the team when they're really good again, again. I think they could potentially compete for the division next year. But even if we put that debate aside, I think we would both agree that by 2022, you would at least like to enter the season saying you could compete for the division, right? Maybe you're not the favorite, but you're certainly viewed as better off then than you are right now. So Anthony Anthony Davis, Anthony Harris can be part of that discussion. Yeah, I agree with you. It's not like you're signing a 33-year-old for a one-year type of thing. Like he yeah, has, he could still be good for. A theoretically, you should have some good years left. You bring him in now. You 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 get him to like your place. All that type of stuff. There's a lot of opportunity with it. And again, I, I think he's going to outplay that five million dollar tag. So I think there's value in it. I agree with you. Um, all right. Outside of Anthony Harris, obviously the the crown jewel so far of the Eagles free agency. Yeah. Players. We'll get to backup quarterback in a sec on its own. So so for getting backup quarterbacks, we know they're going to do something there. Um. What else is is Anthony is Anthony Harris in, in a month? Are we going to say Anthony Harris was the the biggest signing the Eagles made? Do they have something else cooking? What do you think? What do you expect? I think he'll be the biggest signing. Wow! They make. Wow! I, I don't, well, but here's the I, thing: I, like look, financially, I'm, I'm cool with it. I said from the beginning I didn't want him going nuts. I'm cool with it. I am totally fine if he's the biggest signing. It's just a surprise, you know. I mean, think about last year when he was franchise tagged by the Vikings. If I would have told you. Yeah, that sucks. But a year from now, the Eagles will sign him for one year for a million. <laughs> You'd probably ask if he like if he tore his ACL or like you totally. know got cut for off the field reasons, right? So, 
I think that even though you look at the financial aspect of it, I do think it's a fairly significant signing. I mean, Jody Cameron asked, asked today when uh, I was on the midday show with you guys, he was saying, how many starters do you think they're going to sign from here on out? And I think I think Anthony Harris is the last one. I, I mean, maybe at corner, I should say. I mean, they there is a spot there. They could potentially bring someone in. But guys are getting money at that position. I mean, Kevin King got, I think, one year $6 million maybe, one year $8 million, yeah, something like that. One year $6 million. Yep. Yeah, he had a terrible 2020. Adoree Jackson got s- significantly overpaid, in my opinion. So cornerbacks are getting paid. So it'll be tough to to find one there. And if you're not signing a corner, I mean, linebacker, I guess there's some spots open. But on offense, like the line is set. Quarterback's pretty much set. Running back is set. Tight end is set. Receiver, we think they're going to draft. And then you have Rager there. So there's not a ton of snaps to go around there. So it's really only corner where they could add someone that I think we would they would sign him and say, okay, that's like a a guy that's going to have a real, uh, it, really going to decide how this season um goes. Yeah, no, I I think that makes a lot of sense. Um, all right, let's get to the backup quarterback thing because there was some news on it this week. Joe Flacco coming mm. in for a meeting. I would assume that that Joe Flacco fits your description of. Of what you have said, you Elliot has said many times. If you've not heard him, if you listen to this, you probably have that he wants a bad backup quarterback. If yes. Jalen Hurts gets hurt, don't win games. Don't bring in someone who could save the season. I would think Joe Flacco is about as perfect a guy as you could be looking for, Elliot. Well, the other th- yes, and Flacco <laughs> check Flacco checks a box that other bad backups quarterback don't. Don't don't check, which is it's like a pretend kind of, oh, look, we're going to try to win if Jalen Hurts goes down. Right. Like he has a name. He's going to be signed pretty early in free agency. So the Eagles can sign him and say, you know, we're always going to invest in that backup spot. Joe Flacco's won a lot of games in this league, blah, blah, blah. Super but Bowl deep down, all, champion right. Joe Flacco. Right. But deep down, we all know Joe Flacco sucks now. You know, oh, he just does. As like, cooked as it gets. Right, and, and especially behind, look, I think Jalen Hurts has a chance to succeed because he can move, he's young, like all those things. Joe Flacco, if if Joe Flacco has to go in on this roster, like, I don't know, that just feels like a disaster waiting to happen, which is good. That's what you want, right? Like you want, if Jalen Hurts or whoever the quarterback is goes down, you want this team to lose every single game from there on out. I guess there's a small chance that maybe they're, you know, better than everyone thinks and they're competing for, for the division, but... I, I just think the chances of that happening, even then, I don't know if I would want to win the division with the backup quarterback again. We've, we've been through that. So I'm all in on the idea of Joe Flacco. He can be a, a good locker room guy for Jalen Hurts. He knows a lot about the game. He can help Hurts in the meeting room. Now, stylistically, like, Joe Flacco's not running the read option. So, you know, there's, <laughs> there's, there's those issues, I guess, if you build your offense around Hurts and then you put Flacco in, there's those issues. But um, yeah, I, I'm assuming he's going to be cheap. The fact they've brought him in already tells me there's a good chance this happens. So I, I, I think they're, they are going to sign Flacco and I'm fine with it. I would rather that than Marcus Mariota, Tyrod Taylor, those kind of guys that w- would take real money. Yeah. It'll be way cheaper to sign Flacco. And for me, that's a, that's a win. And I'm with you. Like Joe Flacco's cooked. You're not winning games with Joe Flacco playing for you, especially with this roster. So I think I that mean, a- something like two and ten. In oh, his he's last awful. 12 starts, he is or, awful. Yeah. Like Joe Flacco is so done as a football player. But like you said, I don't hate the idea of having a veteran guy who's been around the league for a while, who's played in big games, all that type of stuff. I don't hate that idea of having someone like that for Hurts. Like I don't think that's bad. I think there's 
there's positive things that can be taken out of that. But to your point, like, I don't want it to be someone who makes Jalen Hurts, you know, uncomfortable or who creates any sort of situation, which adds to the question. And we think, I think this Flacco thing is real. If I had to bet right now, like you, I would bet on them signing Joe Flacco. But it won't go away, Elliot. The Mm. Nick Foles stuff is still there. Apparently there have been ongoing discussions or whatever. Uh, where do you stand on the Foles thing as it relates to Flacco? I know you've you've long stand for Nick Foles to come back to the Eagles. Where do you feel about it now? I'm torn because Foles definitely doesn't check off the bad quarterback vibe that I want. You I know, mean, like he's he, pretty he's, bad now, though. I'm I'm not going to accept you saying that. <laughs> like in, in in Philly, we've seen he can be special. So there is part of me that says bringing Nick Foles back not a good idea. I think. You know, just obviously the whole reason I want a bad backup is to avoid another Nick Foles situation. So bringing Nick Foles in feels like a disaster waiting to happen. On the flip side, you know, I Nick is a great guy. Like he's closer to the Joe Flacco stage of his career than he is, you know, Tyrod Taylor or uh, or or those or, you know, the, the other top end backups. Right. So I think he he's closer to the bad part of it. He knows how to deal with the situation. He knows what he's walking into. I mean, financially, he's probably going to cost more than Joe Flacco. I do wonder, do you think the Eagles are bringing Joe Flacco in to, like, bait the Bears into taking whatever their trade offer is? Ah, that's a really interesting – maybe. That's possible. I hadn't thought about it. Right? Because, I mean, who brings a free agent in for an entire day at this point? Yeah, it's weird. It's especially like what could they really be one. talking about? Everyone, yeah. everyone knows everything about each other to a certain extent at this point. It's not like Joe Flacco's a second year undrafted. No, this rookie. is a really like, good so, point. I hadn't even thought about it. Yeah, I mean, it certainly they didn't be. sign him at the end of the day. Yeah. Like, I think they will sign him, but I do wonder. The that is, that's of all. A, I like that. That's a good conspiracy theory right there, Elliot. Is Howie playing chess? Oh man, rest of the league busy playing checkers. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So I, I, I would be okay with Nick Foles coming back in while acknowledging that I'm being semi-hypocritical. Yeah. Just the content would be so amazing. I, I mean, I'm, I'm I in. Can... I'm yeah. in. Give me Nick Foles. Like, I know. I, look, it seems like Jalen Hurts is pretty mentally strong. Like, we've seen it with this guy. He's already been benched in college. Yeah, but I don't want to make him prove it. You I, know, I, like, I, 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 I just don't. I think Nick Foles is at a different point in his career. I know that Nick Foles is Nick freaking Foles. And in this city, he will always be. The man, but but I think that I think he's at a point where he's clearly a backup right now. Like Nick Foles is not a starter. He was beaten out by Mitch Trubisky last year, like who is now a backup in Buffalo. Like I just think it's pretty clear at this point that Nick Foles is a backup, and I think that if the Eagles bring him in here, it is clear that they are bringing him in as a backup. But having said that, I do understand that even if it's a one percent chance it messes with Hurts, it's probably not worth doing it. So like I. I, too, am being somewhat hypocritical with this. I just, I love Nick Foles. I would love to see that guy in an Eagles uniform again just because I, I love Nick Foles. Do you think people would really call for him? Like, like let's say I, they I, start 0-3 and Hurts is struggling. So. I don't think so. I really, especially for a team that people don't expect to contend. Like, as you've said, like, yes, theoretically it is possible if Jalen Hurts is amazing and whatever, they can contend. But that that's only if Jalen Hurts is amazing and then you're not even thinking about it. But, I think if this team's 0-3, everyone's like, yeah, we're just heading for a 4-13 and season or whatever. It's all good. I don't think there's going to be the the get-rid-of-hurt stuff in the same way there would have been if it was a team trying to win games. Yeah, and the other difference I would say is Jalen Hurts deserves a chance to 
see how good he can be, right? Like, I don't think Jalen Hurts deserves to get benched after two, three games. I will almost definitely not be calling for Jalen Hurts to be benched unless he's just a complete and utter disaster. Like, I think he deserves that chance. But at the same time, one of the benefits of going with Jalen Hurts as opposed to a rookie at number six or trading for Deshaun Watson or something like that is you're not tied to Jalen Hurts. So, you know, I, I don't think, and this is separate from the Nick Foles discussion, maybe this is a bit of a tangent, but I, I don't think, like, Jalen Hurts is not Carson Wentz in the way where benching him is a massive deal. You know, like, you're you're not tied to him as much as you are these the other quarterbacks. Like, like I said, like a number six pick or Deshaun Watson or whatever. So this is a discussion maybe for next year, and hopefully it's not a discussion we have. But I do think benching... Jalen is not as big of a deal as it is other guys just no. because of he was he was a late second. No, round it's a pick. great you know, point. It's a great point. It really is. You're, you're right about that. Elliot. It's thank not, you. It, thank it you. is. It is because you're not you're not tied to him that same way. He was not brought in as the franchise. I mean, he was brought in as a backup. He came here as a backup. Right. It's a great like point. I think Jalen Hurts is going to be good, but there is a chance, uh, you know, probably better than 50 50 chance especially when it comes to me being wrong, but like <laughs> that he's not. I mean, he did fall to the sec- end of the second round for a reason. So I, I, again, I would not bench Jalen Hurts for Nick Foles next year, almost no matter what. You know, again, barring him throwing like five interceptions a game, I'd rather just ride it out with him and see what happens. But I don't think the idea of benching Jalen Hurts is as dramatic as it is with other quarterbacks. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I agree with you. I wouldn't be calling for him to be benched either. This year is not about winning games, in my mind, at least. Quickly, uh, and w- I want to get to the NFC East and what everyone else has done and how it stacks up. I have, cor- I have quarterback questions for you too. Oh, good, so good, go good. Ahead. All right, so quickly on the qu- quickly, I want to let's stay on the quarterback for a minute because you mentioned his name, Deshaun Watson. Obviously, since we last talked about the Deshaun Watson thing, there is also there's been a report that the Eagles, uh, how he's all in, you know, who knows? But there has also been a lot of complaints uh, against civil civil suits filed against Deshaun Watson for sexual harassment. Um, as of net last, I saw like 14 women. And I think it's more have come forward. Um, where do you stand now on the Deshaun Watson situation, as it were? So even before all this came out, I was not super into the idea of trading for Deshaun Watson. I probably would have done it just because He's so young and he's so good. And I, it's almost like you have to do it, right? Like if you have the chance to do it, you almost have to. But I think if you've listened to this pod or you've heard me tweet or heard me talk about on the radio or tweet about it, I was never like, my heart was never behind the idea of trading for Deshaun Watson. So I was already hesitant. And again, it's important to point out that innocent until proven guilty, these are just allegations at these point at this point. But there's so much now that I would be worried about trading for him for, first of all, the moral part of it, right? Like, if these are true, then this is not, if, if it's true, and it's innocent until proven guilty, but if it's true, then this is not somebody you want to tie your franchise to, 100%. right? So there's 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 that part of it. But then there's the, the non-moral part of it, which is, I mean, the NFL could put him on the exempt list. Like, you could trade a lot of picks for this guy, and then the next thing you know, he's not allowed to play, or he's suspended. And so there's, there's that real part of it, too, you know? I mean, the NFL has said that they're going to put an in- investigation into him, so I think there's a good chance that midway through next year, the team that traded for Deshaun Watson, if, or he stays or wherever, like ho- hopefully these allegations are not true. You, you don't want to think of anybody doing that to, to people. So hopefully it's not true. But I, I would not, if I'm the Eagles and I'm Howie, I'm, I'm not risking it yeah. I, I, for a, a number of reasons. Like I'm, I'm out on Deshaun Watson. Yeah, you can't. Like at this point, you have to let this play out. You know, you just have to. Uh, it would be... Such a massive 
it's already a risk to trade as much as you have to trade for Deshaun Watson, knowing what a great player he is and all that. It's it's still a risk. Like it's still it's a huge risk. It's, it's a, a huge risk. risk. And with all this, go it's like it's a risk not worth taking. Now, to your point, obviously on a moral level, like I don't want to root for that guy. If all this is true, I don't want him on my team. I don't want anything to do with it. But if it's all true, also like you said, there there are in game repercussions to that too. And this is not just a guy you would be trading all these assets for, but he has a big contract, probably another big contract after that. All that it is uh, basically you're you're if you trade for Deshaun Watson, you are 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 giving your franchise to him in a way, like we've talked about with Wentz in the past and all that. Where like he's got the keys to your car, like he's your guy. You are moving forward with him for the next decade, and that's the dude. And there's just too much uncertainty right now with all this. I, I don't know how. Honestly, I don't know how any team, unless. And again, look, NFL teams know more than we do. Like, there are people who work for NFL teams who are much better at finding the truth of things than we can know with just reports and this and that. Like, I guess it is possible that that NFL teams can do their own investigations, can look into these things and and have a better answer for what's true and what's not than we do. But barring that and and even just period, right, I, I don't see how any team could trade for Deshaun Watson right now. Like, I well, don't know how you could do is- it. So let's say this does impact his trade value. And I do believe that the Eagles, you know, I, I don't want to say still because because of everything going on, but I do believe reports that they were checking in on. There's way too much smoke now. I mean, there's been three separate reports that they were, they're interested in trading for Deshaun Watson. But let's say the price of Deshaun Watson in a trade does drop because of this. So let's say in a hypothetical world, and I don't think this is the case, but in a hypothetical world, the Eagles could trade one first round pick for Deshaun Watson. Even if you could do that this week, like the Texans call you and they're like, we will trade you to Sean for one first round pick. I mean, when you have the presser earlier in the week, later in the week, like, what are you going to say? Like you're, you're to a certain extent acknowledging that you either don't think it's true or you, or you don't care. Right. So that's the tough part of doing it now is if you do it now, you're doing it at the beginning of it, not even the middle. Right. Like, I think this is kind of just starting, but if you wait until it's over, that's going to be pretty late into the off season, presumably. So I do think the Eagles had interest in it, but at this point, like I said, I'm I'm crossing that off. My heart wasn't in it from the jump. Like, just if I could pick of what I would want to do, just as as Elliot, not like trying to run a smart franchise, all that, but just me, I want to see what Jalen Hurts can do. That would be what my heart is behind. But I understood why you had to have interest in Deshaun Watson. But now with this going on. I'm I'm out. Yeah. I'm out on the Deshaun Watson. Yeah, I am too. I'm out. I I just I want to see Hurts too, regardless of everything like we've talked about. But either way, regardless of Hurts, I, I think at this point, until there's more clarity, you you absolutely cannot trade for Deshaun Watson. All right, I want to hear your quarterback questions for me in a sec, but but quickly, I don't know what everyone else did this past weekend, but what Elliot mm. and I did was spend all day every day with the Parks Casino Sportsbook app open watching college hoops and texting each other and creating bets and parlays and everything. And it was about as fun. Minus the losses, Elliot, minus the crippling Elliot and I and our 14 parlays where we won three. It seems every time ever we win three (laughs) and we always lose the fourth. Yeah. I'm talking to you, Connecticut. Um, Yeah. Like, so I, you know, it's frustrating and all that, but um, but the high of the high uh, of putting it together, uh, was and also just, it just you know. added so Elliot, like how much fun did we have this weekend just watching these games and and being involved in it, you know? Well, let me tell you, prior to the start, uh, you know, prior to, to last week, I did not watch one college game all season. <laughs> 
I would say I watched about 90% of the games uh, over the over the past oh, yeah. few days. And I so, feel like yes, an expert it, now, so it's good. Yes. I mean, we will we will be having Eli back on this Thursday. Eli, by the way, was, I believe, 4-0 with his picks that he gave on the, the yeah, Go-Birds pod. Yeah, he crushed it. Um, yeah, week. he crushed it. Let's just say his uh, his second round game picks were not as good. We'll just yeah, put that out Ellie, there. Uh, Eli, uh, we're yeah. talking to you. Uh, you owe us some money. <laughs> yeah, a, li- a little bit of some shekels. It was it was not shekel season using Eli's picks from round two. But no, it was a blast. And like I said, literally just had the app open all weekend. Oh, so much, so much fun. And and I know I always say this, but it's really the truest thing of it all for me is, is you know, winning money, losing money. Like, that's the goal. It's fun. You want to win money. But more than anything, like, it just makes it so much more fun. Like, Elliot and I would not have spent our weekend watching 90% of the college basketball games on if it weren't for the action we had on those games, like it really does in enliven and enlighten your enjoyment of games that you might not have cared about. And that's super fun. Like that alone is a reason to be doing this. So join us, download the app. And here's the deal. If you sign up now, you get a risk-free bet of up to $500. Yes, a $500 risk-free bet. They also have a free $50 sports bet for new customers with no deposit required. So here's the deal. Mm. Download wow, that is a good deal. Yeah, it's a good deal. Free. Yeah. 50 bucks. Like, boom. Awesome. Let's go. Here's the deal. Download the app now or go to parkscasino.com slash PA and use our promo code GOBIRDS. That's G-O-B-I-R-D-S to get your risk-free bet of up to $500. That's P-A-R-X-Casino.com slash PA. The website has all the details. Your risk-free bet is refunded on your losses of free bet. As always, you must be 21 and present in Pennsylvania. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Elliot, hit me with some quarterback questions. So we now that we've gotten into the Sean Watson stuff, these questions seem a little less important. But at the time, I thought they, <laughs> they were interesting. It was, I, I read uh, your mind. Yeah. The, the first one, so bottom line, who who would you pick, Foles or Flacco? Foles, because my heart won't let me do anything else. But I, I Flacco is the smarter move for the Eagles, but I will never choose anyone over Nick Foles. All right, I think that's where I'm at. I would agree. So here's the, the other question. How long do you think it'll be until Wentz and Foles aren't part of, you know, almost every daily discussion with the Eagles? I think it could realistically be like four years. <laughs> Certainly Wentz, you know, is going to, and then it leads to that and all that. Yeah. I mean, look, Foles forever, he won us the Super Bowl. Like, it'll always be a, a you know, the kind of thing that we judge others against, that run, how great he was in those games, all that type of stuff. Um, I mean, the Wentz thing, like, he's going to be playing in Indy. We're all going to be right. watching him, mean, especially this year where the, the percent of snaps is tied to the draft pick. Like, yeah, I, it's going to be a long time, Elliot. I think I think maybe a couple years. it can. And I think, look, part of it depends on how great Jalen Hurts is or if it's not Jalen Hurts and there's a new guy and there's a new franchise quarterback and, like, when we can kind of grab onto someone else and start to move forward, I think that'll help too. But, yeah, I think we're in for a couple years at least, Elliot. Yeah. I think it's it's going to be almost it's going to be like I said three four years and I'm not complaining about it I enjoy it the dynamics of it and all that but you know having not covered the team during the McNabb years it is interesting to think like we covered the team during some of the most crazy influential times in terms of quarterbacks and we'll really understand the dynamics of it and just uh, yeah it's going to be a long time well I it's think, until also they're not part of it yeah and it's also like there's such a uh, there seems like a large percentage of this fan base it's like well Wentz is gone why are you still talking about him it's like come on man like come on like realistically yes. like please you have to understand 
why we're bad news for those people. Yeah, it is like this. What it is? It's one of the most compelling figures in in the past twenty years in Philadelphia sports for so many different reasons. And now he's playing in Indy, like with a guy who was the offensive coordinator when we won the Super Bowl. Like it's just, it's just, it, it would be asinine to not talk about this guy, especially with his pick t- tied to the freaking playing the snaps yes. and stuff. Like there's just so many reasons. But the idea that we're not going to talk about Carson is just stupid and it's silly. And I, I just. I don't get it. I don't get it. All right, let's get. To, <laughs> I agree. Let's get to the NFC East. Um, I think there's been a kind of a look. You and you know where you and I have been on sides of how good can he? And, and let's forget the brightest future in the NFC East and all that stuff. We we can have that argument another day. Just looking at 2021, and I know that you have backed off a little bit. You don't think they're going to win the division this year, but you thought they were a good bet to win the division. You've been certainly more. I still gun- think they're the best bet. Okay, so I. Disagree with that, but you have definitely been more gung ho, way more gung ho about them winning the division this year than I have been, or certainly being competitive in it. And I feel like a lot of people with this free agency period are starting to come more to my side with Ryan Fitzpatrick going to Washington, Curtis Samuel going to Washington. We talked about that last time. You weren't too nervous about it. Uh, but since then, the Giants, Kenny Galladay, big signing, Adoree Jackson, I think overpaid as well, but still a, an upgrade for them as a player. Um, they've made themselves better, you know, and Washington has made themselves better. And Dallas gets back the one player who's the biggest difference maker in terms of wasn't here last year to year this year in the entire division in Dak Prescott, so they're better. How do you, where do you stand right now? I know you just said you think they're still the best bet. Like, where do you stand on the Eagles in the division in 2021 with all that's happened with the other team? Mm-hmm. Let me start by clarifying. When I say they're the best bet, and I, know, I know you understand you yes. this, but that does not mean I think that they're going to win the division or that they're my they're my pick. I just think with the odds, I think they're the best bet. And I think it's interesting that, and I know that odds don't always mirror kind of like the the actual chances of something happening. It's more about what people are betting. I, I get all that. But I do think it's interesting that even after all these signings and the Ryan Fitzpatrick signing and everything like that, Washington's not the favorite. They're plus 300 on the Parks app. The Eagles are plus 450. I believe they're tied with the Giants. And this is as of today. So the Kenny Galladay signing has happened. The Adoree Jackson signing has happened. So I I might be in the minority amongst the fan base. But on a larger scale, people are not exactly flooding the books to bet on Washington or the Giants winning the division. And it does not appear they're doing it much more than they are the Eagles, right? Like the odds are relatively staying the same. And I think that's because, although Kenny Galladay to me is an impact signing, I like Kenny Galladay. I would have paid him, right? Had the Eagles signed Kenny Galladay, I would have said it helps their chances. So yes, I do think the Giants getting Kenny Galladay is a big deal. He's a very good player. But Adore Jackson, I don't think really changes things. Yes, it's an upgrade, but I don't think it's a massive change. Uh, you know, in Washington, I don't think Ryan Fitzpatrick is that good. I would take Jalen Hurts over him at quarterback. So my my overall point remains the same, which is ultimately what's going to decide the division is like the quarterback, head coach, and then to a certain degree, the general manager. Once the season begins, he's less involved. But regardless. I still trust the Eagles foundation more than I do the other teams. And I know this is, you're talking just 2021 as opposed to the future, but I still do not think that the team separated themselves considerably from the Eagles. Yeah. I, I think that's any more than they already were. I think that's I crazy say. town. Like I think, what do you think of the lines then? Like, tell me to, what's your read on that then? I don't care. What, what are the betting? Well, lines? Why? I mean, 
we, you know, we just talked yeah. about at the beginning. You're like, I understand how betting lines work, but that's how betting line work. What do I care what yeah, people are betting on? My point is nobody's bet. Like, if, if it's so clear that they're so much better, then why is, why is nobody running into betting? I wish I could bet on the Eagles to finish last because I would bet everything I have on it. The Eagles are the worst team in the division, hands down, and they got and, and everyone else got better. Everyone else got better. They were the worst team this past year. Now they're the worst team now, and everyone else got better. Like, I think you're crazy to talk about infrastructure. Well, they I were, trust, they were barely I trust the, Ron the Rivera and that staff a zillion times more than I trust Nikki two times and, and whatever else is here. We, I mean, maybe I'm. Is that, we is never that know. his nickname now? Yeah, is that his nickname? I hadn't heard that. Nikki like two that. times? I like that, that one, is... by the way. Yeah, it's a good one. Okay. All right. I mean, I don't see what himself. the reference is, but I he like it. He repeats himself all the time. He does. He says this twice. Yeah, Nikki two times. Um, like I trust Ron Rivera so much more than I do. Like, and, and look, we're not super Joe judge guys, but at least Joe judge seems to have built some sort of culture there. Like it seems like guys have responded to him. I just think that on a basic level, the Eagles have the worst roster, like substantially, they have the worst roster, like easily. I'm honestly, I, I, I don't think there's almost any chance the Eagles win the division. I know there is. I know it's not zero. I know the way football isn't, but I think there's like a 2% chance the Eagles win the division. That's how I feel. So gun to my head, I would pick the Eagles to finish last. So I, I am with you on that, right? I'm just saying that like a Dory Jackson is not a game changer to me. You know, like Curtis Samuel's a nice player that Washington got. I like Curtis Samuel. But what it's going to come down to is which team gets the best quarterback play. And I can't I can't look at Daniel Jones, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and yes, Dak is better, but he's coming off an injury, and say that I'm so sure that they are but going the, to be amazing. And if you don't get good quarterback only play, come down it's to hard. It. You can't say the division what? is only going to come down to the best quarterback play. Like it almost always comes back. It almost always comes down to the best quarterback play. It, 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 dude, the roster's so much worse. Jalen Hurts isn't going to be able to carry the roster. I'm not disputing. I'm like, not disputing that be, with you. I, I think there's a chance Jalen Hurts is the best quarterback of the four. I mean, I don't think he will be. I think. All right. Well, better. then you should you should like your odds. There's a then. chance. <laughs> he, I said there's a chance. I don't think he is, but I think there's a chance. But even that's not enough, man. Like. Bad quarterbacks still have losing seasons. I mean, good quarterbacks still have losing seasons. Like, it's not like if your quarterback plays well, you win, like, automatically. Like, that. Justin Herbert well, was awesome in his rookie year, and, the, and they weren't very good. Like, I mean, we see it every year. What are you talking about? Like, Okay, well, Justin Herbert, they lost a lot of one-possession games, and they did turn things around a bit at the end. But, yes, you're right. He was very good last year, and they, they did not make the playoffs. But the difference is they play in a division that's way better. Like, the Eagles in this division, it, it, like, we've had this debate before. So you're basically asking me, has this last week changed my mind? And the answer is no. Like, the Kenny Galladay signing is yeah, a nice Deshaun Watson, Deshaun Watson, some people say, and I, I don't agree with these metrics, but there are metrics that say the best season in the history of quarterbacking. Last year, and I, I think that's yeah, well, crazy. I, I, do you think he did? No, I don't think he did. No, but so. Deshaun Watson was amazing last year. He was absolutely a top five quarterback in the NFL, and they went four and twelve. Four and twelve. Yeah. He was a top five quarterback in the league, Elliot. In the whole league. Yes, but you you can point to any circumstance to disprove like anything. You know what I mean? Like, of course, you can pull up an example for that. But you would agree with me overall that the team that gets the best quarterback play is most likely when, going when, to be the best when, team. When, when the rosters are comparable, I think the Eagles have a substantially worse roster than these other teams. Well, let's, let's talk about that for a second because, like, all right, let, let's compare. Okay, Washington's defense. They have a better defensive line. Agreed. 100%. Better like, defense, We've said period. this multiple times. Like Their a way defense better defense. is the best unit in the division. Yeah. We've said that. Way better Far defense. and away, best and unit And I think in the they division. have a better offense than the Eagles, too. 
With McLaurin and Samuel and Antonio Gibson and Ryan Fitzpatrick, I think that's better than what the Eagles have. So I think Washington's better on both sides of the line in the division. I don't know. I mean, the Eagles are certainly in the running for that. If that's okay, but again, we're just going to go piece by piece. Let's talk about the roster. I think the Giant. I think Washington has a better offense and a better defense. I think the Giants have a more talented offense and a more talented defense. I think Dallas has a more talented offense and probably a not more talented defense, but they have the best quarterback in the division. That's how I say. So I think the Eagles have the worst offense in the division, and I think they have the second worst defense in the division. Okay, and I. I might not even fight you hard on that. But what what I believe is that the team that's going to be the best is probably going to have some best version of the best offensive line, the best defensive line, and the best quarterback play, right? Like, those are those are ultimately in football what really matters, right? Darius Slay was very good last year for the majority of the year, but he's a cornerback, so he can only impact the game so much, right? Like, those are ultimately what matters. And when I look at those three things— Washington has the best defensive line, without question, right? But the Eagles' defensive line, I think, has a potential to be pretty good. If Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Josh Sweat, we can debate how much Derek Barnett's worth, but I think he's, at worst, like a very, very good backup slash average starter, right? So uh, Javon Hargrave, we saw firsthand with Fletcher Cox how once you have a bad year when you miss training camp, the next year you— you know, bounce back, right? Or Brandon Graham, that thing happened. So I think you'll get a better version of Javon Hargrave. You look at uh, New York's defensive line. I don't think they're anything special. I think they're that, pretty uh, good, man. Leonard Williams, Dexter Lawrence, like they're they're Leonard, Leonard Williams, Williams was severely overpaid. Leonard Williams was awesome last year. I agree. I think he's overpaid, but he was awesome last year. You are underrating the player that Leonard right, Williams turned line, into. Whose line would you take? I mean, probably the Eagles, but it's not like a no doubt about it. Okay. All right, but so the, but this is ultimately where I'm going with, with with my point is besides Washington's defensive line every other like line slash quarterback mixture in the in the division is like a toss-up to a certain extent like Dallas's offensive line is nothing special Washington's offensive line is nothing special New York's offensive line is bad like flat out the Eagles offensive line yes it is very predicated on staying healthy I I admit that firsthand but and if older guys healthy, who've been I, injured I mean, like Lane well, and Brandon Brooks both missed all right, of last season. That's what I'm saying. So, yes, it, that is a concern. You have to. That's but, a big concern. It's a it massive. Concern. I, I admit that, but at least, but at least there's talent. There is my point. Like, I, if look, they're healthy, a there lot is of talent. a lot of what you're talking about is ifs and hopes. Like, but if, yeah, but you you do that. But but I think that I'm what saying, you're doing, I'm taking you're, no no no. What I'm doing is I'm saying factually, the Eagles have the worst roster in the division. Now. I think that it is substantially the worst. You think it is not the worst by a lot. That's really the difference. And if it's not the worst by a lot, then maybe the quarterback can elevate if he's way better than the others. Like, yours, yours, for your scenario to happen, it's leaps. You have to take leaps that things happen. Mine is the far, as you said, you would pick them to finish fourth. Mine is the far more likely outcome. Yeah, but I think what you're doing is you're you're looking at the Eagles right now and and leaning everything towards the worst case scenario. And you're looking at other teams in the division and you're leaning them towards the best case scenario. What I'm trying to tell you is I think it's much more down the middle. Oh, see, no, no, and no, that's no, 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 no. I'm uh, what I'm trying to do is I'm looking at, I'm trying to look at it as down the middle as possible. You're looking at the Eagles best, best, best case scenario is what, what you're talking about. I'm talking but about looking at worst case scenario. No, no, I forget the Eagles. I'm talking about, I think those three teams are better. Like across the board, like none this of those is, teams had a winning record last year. Yeah, so what? They were better than the Eagles last year, all right, so, and they all okay, got so you better. Think, you think Ryan? They went, okay, but they my went seven is, and nine with a guy who couldn't move at quarterback, and a guy they cut their start opening day starting quarterback during the season. 
Washington cut Dwayne Haskins during right. the season, man. Ryan Fitzpatrick is such a massive uh, – whether or not you believe in Fitzpatrick or like Fitzpatrick or would take Hurts versus Fitzpatrick, Hurts versus what Alex Smith gave them last year and what Dwayne Haskins gave them last year is like as, as big an upgrade as we see in the division at any position. Like Ryan Fitzpatrick is light years better than those guys. Like you got to look uh, at it relative know, perspective. Man. Alex Smith was immobile, but he – Alex, Alex Smith, Smith wasn't very mobile, but he literally played. couldn't move. Look, couldn't move. Alex Smith was horrible, man. Alex Smith was horrible. He was horrible for them last year. He was horrible. I'm going to look up and see what his Please. pass rating was. He was horrible. He was. He couldn't throw the ball 10 yards, man. He, he was probably the best quarterback in the division last Alex year. Alex Smith was horrible, dude. He was horrible. He well, couldn't would, move. Would you agree he was the best quarterback in the division last year? No, I think Jalen Hurts' four games was better than Alex Smith last year. May, okay, I mean, maybe, but Jalen's, I mean... That's debatable. What are we talking about? I mean, Who cares? Like the, the, the four worst quarterbacks in the league. Because the point I'm making is one yet again, the team last year that got the best quarterback play won the division. And I think that, Oh, I don't think look that's at, true. I don't, I, again, I, I don't think I, they did. They, they didn't win. They won it in spite of their quarterback play, Elliot. They won the division in spite of it. Well, they turned it around when he got in there, if I'm not mistaken. All right. So last year, his quarterback rating was 78.5. Not great. No, horrible. probably. And but he I think move. I, I think he it's better move, than Jalen Hurts. He couldn't move. Jalen Hurts ran for hundred yards. Like, what are we talking about? And Alex Smith couldn't move, man, and sucked as a quarterback. Yeah, but Ryan Fitzpatrick's not that special. Is my yes? Dude, it, he is an upgrade is way somewhat. But that's the point. He makes them better. Period. Flat Who's out. had a better career, Alex Smith or Ryan Fitzpatrick? I, what does that have? There's nothing to do with anything. Like, there's literally, we're talking about Alex Smith in 2020 versus Ryan Fitzpatrick in 2021. That's what we're talking about. It is a massive. Yeah, I think, and I think Fitzpatrick is better, but, it, Way but it's better. not to the point where I'm saying, well, that's it. The Eagles have no shot. I'm not saying they have no shot. I'm saying that they have a very, very, very small shot. And you're oh, you saying said you they, would bet almost everything you have. Yeah, if they're a very, very. Last. Again, I said two to three percent. No shot. Like, I mean, <laughs> yes, they have. Oh, they have. Uh, look, uh, two three percent is low. Like obviously, the NFL is weird and, and shit happens. But uh, Elliot, you are way overrating their chance, in my opinion. Is my point. I think they have a much, much, much smaller chance of winning the division than you do. That's what I just think you're overrating the teams. I, I, I think I don't, you're I don't underrating think your them. Thing is that's so the thing is, I, we we that's where we disagree. Like, I I think you are underrating how good Washington's roster is and how good they will be with Fitzpatrick. Like, I think they're a 10-win team, Elliot. That's how good I think Washington's going to be this year. I think they win so, 10 so, games. Okay. Woo. Look, I'm, look, and I'm always excited for And I think the Eagles are like a 4-win team, the Philadelphia Eagles. And if Jalen Hurts is great, I think they're a 6-win team at best. Like, that's if where Jalen Hurts, we'll, we'll, Look, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. That's really all I can say. You know, at this point, like, we, we shall see. I just... I just can't get behind the idea that a Washington team that won seven games last year and one of them, the Eagles, had to hand them a win, that that team, like, if the Eagles try to win that game, and yeah, it's no guarantee they win it, but again, if they try to win it, right, Alex then, Smith the, then Washington would have one more win than they did they, last year. Alex Smith was so bad and beat up that they played a, a journeyman, who the, and Grady played well in that game, but Taylor Heineke wasn't even on their roster earlier in the season, man. Like, whatever you, if Fitzpatrick's, yeah, but you, you clearly but don't you like Fitzpatrick as much as others do. But Fitzpatrick is way better than these guys. Like, this is an yeah, absolute massive upgrade for a team that was already the best roster in the division. Right, but you keep saying they have the best roster in the division. I'm not even fighting you on that. I even said it on a Washington radio station yesterday, right? So I'm not fighting that they have the best roster in the division. But if their roster is so amazing, then how did they only win seven games last year? And they, but you they also because can't tell the quarterback. Because their quarterback, quarterback was horrible. Dude, they— 
<laughs> that's they're the perfect argument against your point. Dwayne Haskins started the season as their starting quarterback and got cut during the season. They went to a guy who had 15 surgeries, can barely move, and look like it out there. Was horrible, and they still won the division, man. That's the point. That's what I'm trying to say. Like, last year is a perfect example of a quarterback not winning a team the division. They won it in spite of him. I'll, I'll make you this bet. The quarterback that has the best passer rating next year wins I, the division. Passer rating's so stupid. Like, come on. All right, we'll pick a stat then. What do you What do you want to pick? I mean, I have, it has to be something that we can judge who the best quarterback would be. I guess we can do it subjectively if you wanted. But what I'm saying is, I think the the team that gets the best quarterback play next I, year is going to be the team that wins the division. I'm saying the Eagles aren't winning the division. That's what I'm saying. So if you want to figure, I'll, I'll take a Jalen Hurts versus whatever. The Eagles are not winning the division. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying Ryan Fitzpatrick is a lot better than you think he is. Okay. All right, how about this? Better, better, I mean, I know you don't want to do pass rating, but who has the better pass rating next year, Jalen Hurts or Ryan Fitzpatrick? I mean, again, I, I'm not, I don't know. Like, I don't care about pass rating, and I don't know. I, I like Hurts. Like, I, this is not an anti-Hurts thing. This is a, everyone else around them is worse. Like, I, I we, this is, you're making it into an argument that it's not. My argument is that the Eagles stink and Jalen Hurts isn't enough to lift them up. Yes, but what I'm saying is I think that, when you when you talk about comparing teams and all this stuff, like yes, the the receivers matter, cornerbacks matter, all those things matter. Ultimately, what really matters is the defensive line, the offensive line, and the quarterback. And I don't think on those three units specifically, the Eagles ma- measure as poorly against the rest of the division as you do. We're going we're going around in circles here. The point is, is I I you overrate. Yeah, we'll be Eagles, going around I in circles you, till September. I no, mean, but this, I mean know, on I this, bit, like, there's nothing else I'm going to say to com- you. You're not going to convince me. I think the argument you're making to me, I think is 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 completely wrong like you're arguing something to me that's not gonna change you're trying to make a bet with me what is not what i'm arguing like i'm arguing to you that washington is way better than the eagles the giants are way better than the eagles the dallas is way better than the eagles like that's it that's the argument that's my point like i don't care about if jalen hurts is slightly better than ryan fitzpatrick or if jalen hurts is slightly better than dak it won't matter is my point okay so well, let my me ask point you one like, more question about this then we'll move on sure all right one more question so I started this by telling you about the lines on Parks Casino. I'm still learning like how to read these lines. So you tell me what you take away from the fact that the Eagle about those current lines that Dallas is. Let me pull it up. That I think Dallas, they'll change. I think, is, I think they'll change. I don't think we okay, go into the season with the Eagles at, at at the same as the Giants. But but let's say they don't change, right? Let's just because look, the Giants have made moves. Okay, so then what I would guys. take away is bet on the Giants. They are a way 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 better bet than the Eagles at that price. All right, but but your opinion aside, what I'm asking you is just how like tell me how I would read the lines then. If you're saying I'm reading, I don't it read lines for for like when I'm reading lines, I'm looking for value in lines. I'm looking for where Vegas got it wrong. And in this case, I would say, oh, there's value on the Giants line. They're way better than the Eagles. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like, what it means is it, it, it doesn't matter in terms of, of you can't take anything away from the line other than the initial opening line. You could say see what Vegas thinks. But after that, it's all what people think. Like, I don't care what people are betting on. Like, unless it's, the, it's, unless it's the super that, smart, sharp bettors, but we don't know. I don't right, but think don't it's you interesting. Think it's no, interesting I don't. I think the that, Eagles are a public team that that – People who are not following what's happening on a day-to-day basis okay. might be like, oh, the Eagles are always good. They're good every year. I'm going to bet on the Eagles. Like, So, you know what I mean? So, no, I I literally take nothing away from that line movement. Zero. All right, this is honestly the last thing that we can move on. What you just said right there I think is interesting. You said the public says and they think, oh, the Eagles are a good team. They're always good, right? 
I think there's a little bit of something in there that is true that you should consider because it's like when we say when a t- when the Eagles sign a player and we always say like you know like the fan base has the best view read on it or whatever. I just think that there's to a certain extent from the outside looking in like what you just said there's some truth to that that you need to take into your opinion no, which because is we're here we're okay, seeing fine, it Elliot fine. I know just, how dysfunctional okay. this is and how much yep. it is worse than it's ever been like we're not getting back like, like that's our basic argument we don't need to get back into it I I don't give Jeffrey Lurie and Howie Roseman the benefit of the doubt I don't think that because they've been good in the past they're going to be good moving forward because I think they're in the worst spot they've ever been in but in terms of how they're running this the situation you think you're too close to the situation? I don't think so. No, like I think that. I mean, what? What do you mean? Am I too close to this? So you're saying every? Aren't you too close to the situation? Like on your side, you're too close to this. You have too much belief in Howie and yeah, Larry because be you believe too, in them. That's so you could spin it either way. Like you could, but my my point I'm making is you said from the outside look. Whatever, we can move on. That's we'll for on. betting. But I think that there are morons who bet on it because of that. Is my point. Like I'm I'm saying it's a dumb thing to bet on, but people might look at it and be like, "Oh, they're the Eagles. Ho ho ho! I'm gonna bet on right. them." Right. <laughs> right. I'm talking about stupid, stupid people that. here. What are you saying? Like I'm saying I'm making fun of those people. I'm saying look I at those idiots are, but... betting on the Eagles. Like what are you talking about? I... I, I can't like wait they are using faulty <laughs> logic. Oh, the Eagles have been good in the past, so they must be good in the future. That's faulty logic. That's my point. I don't know. I don't. I don't think it is. But obviously, don't. Is... That's your argument. I just vehemently right. disagree with you. I I can tell. I can tell. I, I just... I, I'm just saying. I think that there is something to be said from these lines. I just do, and, and I can I be don't. reading it wrong for sure. But well, no, I, I think do. That you're, I think... you're, you're t- again. These lines are what people are betting on. Like, do you care? Like, if someone came to you and said, "Hey, I'm betting on this team," you're like, "Oh, maybe I should think they're going to be good now." No, because it's just some no. person betting on the team. Like, it doesn't. But, tell you but anything. let's say we went up to let's say we went to the NFL draft, right? And we went up to a thousand random fans, and. And and their like kind of lines match these. I think that'd be interesting. I think it'd be interesting that well, like it might be it, int- it might be interesting. That doesn't mean it says anything of value. I don't think it says well, anything of value. Zero. Okay, but I, I think it would mean that if you pulled a thousand random fans, nobody views the di- division as that different. I think that would be interesting to me. And again, like it depends on who the thousand people were, how close, like whatever. But I just think it's interesting that if. You know, it, we pulled a thousand fans, and these were essentially the odds that we got. That would speak to the fact that outside of Philly, like maybe the Eagles are not viewed as a dumpster fire that people in Philly view. Right, them as. right. I think that uh, I don't care what anyone outside Philly says. Like that's the point is we're the ones here right. seeing this every day, seeing what's happening. We know we're the ones who are smart enough. We see all this. Like right. we know what a dumpster fire it is. Like, I, like it is. It's a Fucking dumpster fire, Elliot. Like even you'll get <laughs> right. a fucking dumpster fire. Like even the like Nick Sirianni. Like we have zero faith in this guy. Like there's so many things. Like there's so many reasons to look at this and be like, eh, probably not the smartest idea to bet on this Eagles team. Like it is. Right. All right. Okay. Well, I disagree, but that's that's I fine. Know. This is this will be a topic. I'm sure we revisit. Yes, on most I'm sure it will, and I will yell at you yet again. Um. All right. I can't wait. Last thing before we get out of here. Uh. The 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 Jamar Chase Kyle Pitts thing. Kyle Pitts runs a four four six forty. Uh, you know, hand or handheld. You know, who knows? You know, probably not a real four four six at the combine if he ran it. But the dude's clearly a crazy athlete. Um, we're starting to see it's either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. Now, to be fair, uh, Mel Kiper also had Penny Sewell on the board for their pick, but he had the Eagles taking Jamar Chase as well. Where are you at right now with the whole Chase Pitts thing? And if you want to throw Sewell in there too, where, where are you at with how the draft seems? Yeah, to be I, I would not right take Panay Sewell. 
I understand the logic of it. I get that left tackle is super important. You don't know really what you have in my lot. I understand that. I just, I personally don't think Panay Sewell is going to be as good of a pro as Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts is. So like ultimately in the top 10, I'm throwing away positional value there. Recognizing that I get the logic behind it's not great, but I am taking Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts at number six. And I think there's a chance that both will be there. I, look, I think a lot of quarterbacks are going to go early. I think Zach, Zach Wilson, obviously Trevor Lawrence are both definitely going to go in the top three. I mean, I think they're probably I think, both going to be the top one, two. I honestly think, I think that it it's definitely going to be three in a row and maybe four in a row. Yeah, I think if there's I a chance for the, for, for the first five picks are quarterbacks. And the question is, really, just are the Eagles going to be the first team? Well, I guess they'll, the fifth pick is not going to be a quarterback no. if the first four are. So, and then the fifth I pick is Cincinnati. Cincinnati, unless they trade out, is not taking a quarterback. Right. So the Eagles are definitely going to have a chance at either Kyle Pitts or Jamar Chase. I'd be very surprised. Um, you know, and of those two, if I had to pick, man, I... I think I'd probably go Jamar Chase, but like, I think Kyle Pitts is going to be super special. I'm just not as much into the idea that he can be a dominant receiver as others do. I think he can be Travis Kelsey, which is clearly amazing, but um, kind of talking myself into it as I speak. Man, I'm I'm very torn. I don't know where are you at with him. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm still Jamar Chase. Take Jamar Chase. I still feel incredibly confident about it. I think he's a, a almost can't miss star receiver type player and and how long if we wanted that here in Philadelphia but I will say and I will still be upset if they take Pitts over Chase if they're both on the board I want Jamar Chase he's the right pick there take Jamar Chase but if they end up with Kyle Pitts period forgetting who they take in front of and all that I'm okay with it like I'm I'm I have, I am sold on Kyle Pitts. You know what I mean? Like I'm certainly I, intrigued by I'm it. In I mean, the whole I league he, is I think like he's going to be I think he's going to be a really good NFL player and I think there's so much upside and all that, but I would still take Jamar Chase. But if they end up with either Jamar Chase or Kyle Pitts, I'm going to walk away happy. That that's where I'm at right now. All right, let's let's talk to an, uh, through another scenario. Let's say they're on the board, Kyle Pitts and Jamar Chase are there. I mean, I wouldn't trade down, and neither I'm assuming you wouldn't either. No. But is there a world where if you pick up like an additional early second, or you pick up a first in 2022, where you would move back and you know take a guy like Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle? Obviously, like you know, look if you're getting a first next year, you know if you're you would have maybe three firsts then yeah, in 2022. That's what I mean. So like I. I'm strongly considering it if the package is a blow me away type package. If it's just draft value, no. But if if they're gonna like really sweeten the pot and and throw stuff in there, I I won't be crazy upset if it happens. I still if Jamar Chase is there, I'm taking Jamar Chase. Like I that if I'm in charge, that's what I'm doing. I'm taking Jamar Chase. Like I just I have to take that guy. But I, I'm not gonna be crazy upset if they move back. There is value with those guys. I like Smith, I like Waddle to certain levels, but I would personally prefer they just stay at six and take Chase or even take Pitts. So if Chase is off the board and Pitts is on the board, you'd be more open to trading back. I would, but I would still take Pitts, I think, over to unless I would you too. unless you get a ma- a great package, I would still take Pitts there. So another draft-related thing that really I should have brought up during the quarterback discussion, but I think is if we want to try to read the tea leaves. So let's say they bring in Nick Foles or, or Joe Flacco. I don't think there's a world where Nick Foles or Joe Flacco is quarterback three. Like, they are quarterback two if they bring them in. They'll, they will be the backup, right? 
I also don't think there's a world where Jalen Hurts or the rookie is quarterback three. So if they actually sign Flacco or bring in Nick Foles, I think that's an indication that both Hurts and a rookie quarterback are not going to be on the roster. Well, uh, so, uh, and uh, I, uh, I think it's unless they slim, draft some, but, I, well, they could draft someone like the fifth round or something, and that could be the third. Yes, yes, that that right. could be the third guy. Right. But my point is, I think there was a world where, look, I mean, they did it last year to Carson, where they could have taken a quarterback at six and kept Jalen Hurts. I think that would have been a mistake. I wouldn't have done it, but I'm just saying we just saw them literally do it. I think that. By bringing in one of these guys, it's probably an indication that if they take a quarterback at six, they trade Jalen Hurts. Or I think it's more more likely a, a sides continue to point them not taking a quarterback that they're going to go with Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I, I agree. That's where I'm at. I, I think I do not think the Eagles are taking a quarterback in the draft in the first round draft. Like that's I don't either. That's where I'm at. After all, I'm like there's so much smoke, there's so much this, there's so much that. Like my read on it is. I think the Mortensen report is the most accurate in terms of what's going to happen. You know, obviously all the other part of it. But I think the Eagles are looking to build around Jalen Hurts this year. That's what I think. Yes. And I also think it's interesting that they're tweeting out pictures of him. He was in the the hype video to start the league year. I do think that stuff matters. Like, I don't think the front office tells them what to do. But I do know that from an organizational standpoint, like, you know, they they don't promote guys that they don't think are that they think are definitely gone. Like Zach Ertz wasn't in that video, you know, so I think it's interesting. Jalen Hurts was in that stuff. And I I think that barring something happening on draft night that they're not expecting, they will not be taking a quarterback. Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. Um, all right, and I'm sure we'll have so much more. I can't wait. It's it's exciting to have the six pick. Like this is this is fun. This yeah. is some there's been a lot of consternation and a lot of anger and uh, you know, half the Eagles fan base hates each other right now and all this stuff with Wem stuff and all that. Like, let's all rally behind the fact that we have the six pick in the draft. That is super fun. It's super exciting. Yeah, I'm they're gonna get in. a big name. I mean, yeah, you know. Unless they trade back, of course. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. Uh, you got anything else? I think I hit everything I got. Not Other really. Than, then I, I am mean, not sad to see Deshaun Jackson go have fun in Los Angeles. That, that's yeah, cool. that'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, we talked uh, about how, you know, just the tournament has been crazy. Um, that's really kind of what's been dominating my last few days. No go birds radio last Saturday, which sucked, but we are back this Saturday, back on which Saturday, will be the time. Baby. power hour of go birds radio. Um, no, that's really it. I mean, like I said, just doing the tournament, waiting around for the Eagles to do stuff. I briefly thought there was a squirrel in my wall, but it appeared <laughs> there was not. I was I was not brave enough to go in my attic, but someone came and looked and went up there. And I was expecting my attic to be like a collection of dead rodents, wet spots, and just general darkness. And he was like, your attic's in pristine pristine condition there's even there's even an hvac up there i didn't know that was up there there's a light to turn on in there i didn't know that was up there so it was it was interesting yeah so no squirrel on our wall um which is good news so you're too afraid to go in your attic it's amazing of course something you go in your attic do you even do you have an attic i don't have an attic but yes i when i used to have an attic i went in it many times it did not scare me so when we originally thought there was a squirrel in the wall Kristen called her dad because he's much more as you might guess much more handy with Mm -hmm. this type of stuff with household items and he was like he was like we'll just go up there with a bucket and a blanket and catch it and i'm like are you out of your mind pal me? Are you talking about Kristen, maybe? Like me? You think I'm going to go up there and catch that thing with a blanket and a bucket? Like, get out of here. I'm not, first of all, I'm not even putting my head up there, let alone with the idea there might be a squirrel running it's around. Like, I won't even so, go up the stairs, pal. All right. 
Yeah, like, come on. So so anyway, um, and that, and we're actually trying to grow grass in our backyard. And I would say the chance of that happening are just so slim. <laughs> I, I, I hope it does. We're going to try, but I can't imagine a world where I successfully plant grass seeds yeah, and they grow. Yeah. But we'll see. I, I don't have high hopes. I'll be pulling for the, you. But I the guy at the store when we were buying it, he was explaining it to me. And like I was shaking my head and going like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like fertilizer, blah, totally, blah, blah. Like, totally all these get things. it. Yeah, like, totally. Yeah. And he, he just like, I, I, I wanted to say to him, just tell me what bag to buy and what to do with it. Like, that's all I really <laughs> need to know. But yeah, I'm not the most helpful guy at Lowe's. Let's just say that. I know. I, you know, I, yeah, I had a Lowe's trip last week too. And it's not, not my place either. Worked no, out. very confused as to everything that's going yeah, on in that yeah. store. Yeah, put me in a grocery store. I know where to go. There um, you go. Yeah. See, uh, all right, quick, quick final thought for me before I get out of here. Um, something you've not heard me say much on this show lately. And I'm still, you know, not like super into him or anything like that, but I would like to apologize for saying fuck you to Carson Wentz last time. I think mm. I, I think that was a little overboard. I feel bad. A little, har- a little yeah, harsh. A little harsh. Look, I, I, you know, my, my, one of my, my corners as it were in the whole sports world is that athletes are human beings. And you made a really good point that, that your biggest takeaway and you saw him on the Pat McAfee show was, was it seems like he's happy. And, you know, I while I, I hate, I hate, I hate what he did here this last year. I hate that he forced his way out and that he won't admit it. And I still have real problems with this guy. Like I'm not a I'm not gonna be rooting for him super hard anymore. Like I've like good luck, whatever. Like I not as a as a human, he seems like a, a perfectly fine guy. Whatever. But I I, I think I probably went a little far. A I was far. floored when you said it. A little far. <laughs> I was just so far. annoyed. So I want to apologize because I Carson's not a bad human. I don't think you know. I don't know. You never know. But he doesn't seem like a bad human. I just I hate the way he left here. I hate how he's handling it. I hate everything about it. But I went too far, and I'm sorry. Mm. Well, it's always good to apologize. You know, be in the you don't want to have enemies. And to be fair, I was I wasn't saying fuck you, Carson, the person. I was saying it to the specific point that he refused to acknowledge. That the his whole it's out of my control comment that about leaving, yeah, exactly, which was like, bro, yes. like, come on, man, you're gone, you're in Andy, just be real, admit that you played a role, admit the whatever. So it was, it was fuck you for that, which the sentiment I still think is there because like ridiculous, like what are you talking about? <laughs> but it's the apology where you're like, I I shouldn't have <laughs> I, said it, I, but. I, I don't think I was wrong to say it, but I, I was right to say it. I but, feel yeah. bad because he's a human being. And I, you know, I felt bad about it. So I just wanted to say. I'm, I'm glad you got it off your chest. Thanks, buddy. Sometimes you got to take a step back. Right? You know, it you waited till. I still hate 60, it. No, I'm just kidding. 65. I'm, just kidding. Of the, yeah. I'm sure guy, Carson's but... still listening and he heard this. So Carson, thanks for, for making it through the whole episode. An hour and eight minutes in. I appreciate you hearing. Um, yeah, I'm sure he's checking in on what's happening with the Eagles. Sure. Obviously, the Gobert's pod is the best way to sure. do that. So yeah, Totally. Yep. He totally, yeah. totally misses Philadelphia. And he feels better now. I'm sure it's been bothering him that his favorite podcast hosts use the F word towards him. Yeah, you broke my heart, Carson. I'll just say that. Broke mm. my heart. But I'm sorry for saying fuck you. <laughs> well, he appreciates it. All right. You got anything else? No. Like I said, excited for GoBirds Radio. And then on Thursday, we will have Eli back for the, the Parks Picks Pod. And I'm telling you guys, like, I'm just, if you want free money, like Eli was 4 0 last week. You're going to listen anyway. Just write his picks down. Get the Parks app out. Like, I, 
I am going to take such detailed notes of Eli. I can't even explain to you how excited I am to have him on. I can't wait to. That'll be Thursday. We'll have a, a day out before the tournament. So you have a lot of time to listen and place your bets on the Parks Casino Sportsbook app. Uh, so until then, he's Elliot M. James. We'll talk to you soon.